comes to the prophet Ezekiel and others. So uh, let's start with a prayer and dive straight into this super important update. Father, I thank you so much that you are the uh, the author uh, and uh, of of everything. You are the the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the aleph and the tav. The uh, uh, and 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 you are the one that is in full control. And Father, we understand that you are allowing things to happen. You know man's heart. You know how people think, what they want to do. Sometimes you just allow things to happen, and they just bring you glory eventually. And Father, in the midst of all that is going on around the world today, we desperately need to see you through your word and your promises and your spirit. We want uh, that uh, you will bless this hour right now, that we can understand the times and the seasons in which we live. Father, there's so many people that are burdened right now with anxiety and with fear and with terror. And and we ask that you, uh, who uh, did not destine us to fear, uh, you did not give us the spirit of fear, we ask that you will help us to see through all of this that love and power and sound mind. We thank you and we bless you in the name of the Holy One of Israel, Yeshua Mashiach, we pray. Amen. Amen. So again, shalom everyone. This is Amir Tzarfati. I'm live from Galilee, from Israel. There is a, a big, very loaded plate today to deal with uh, stuff that uh, some of it just happened. Most of it happened in the last few days uh, and few weeks. We're entering into the 15th day of the Ukraine war. This is the third. We're entering into the third week. Who would imagine that uh, we would be that long into it, and it doesn't look like it's going to end very soon. Um, but I do have tons of updates for you, and we are going to try and understand a lot of things. But before we start with Ukraine, allow me to uh, tell you that uh, the congratulations to uh, uh, the next leader of ISIS. Remember, uh, Abu Ibrahim al-Hashemi al-Quraishi was killed by U.S. forces uh, a month and a half ago. And now there is a new one called Abu al-Hassan al-Hashimi al-Qureshi. Uh, they just announced it. So he's probably the next one that is going to find out that there are no 272 virgins. There are no 72 virgins waiting for him. Uh, you know, it's I guess it's humor that I shouldn't use, but I guess this is something that uh, they're asking for. Uh, so that's as far as ISIS is con- uh, concerned. Earlier today, U.S. Congress and uh, the, uh, approved a $1 billion aid to Israel for Iron Dome. And this is exactly why Israel has to be very, very, very careful in the way it is crafting its response to the Ukraine war. On one hand, we are allies of the United States and we're heavily supported uh, by America in the diplomatic world and also in the uh, defense, um, uh, in the defense systems that we have. Um, the Iron Dome is an Israeli innovation but was funded from day one by the United States and therefore for us not only to continue and develop it and make it better, but also to arm ourselves with new 
uh, uh, rockets and new systems. We, we, we need that. And uh, the U.S. Congress just approved that which um, was promised to Israel earlier um, uh, or later last year and earlier this year. So this is this is the the, the last uh, few hours. Um, but now I would like to uh, inform you that three days ago, Israel striked uh, the suburbs of Damascus. Now, why is it so different than other strikes? First of all, following the visit of Naftali Bennett, the Israeli Prime Minister, to Vladimir Putin on Saturday, most likely the Russians were very impressed with the Israeli effort to mediate this whole situation. Now, make no mistake, the Russians don't want to feel ousted by the whole world. The fact that a, an Israeli Prime Minister is flying on Shabbat all the way to Moscow of uh, probably helped the image uh, of uh, Putin as someone who is not completely isolated. Uh, just so you know, uh, apparently there were some understandings with the Russians that Israel must operate using its air, air force, not just from surface-to-surface uh, -surface missiles. Because if you remember, up until a few days ago, the tension with the Russians in Syria did not allow us to operate from the air. And therefore, the last few times Israel strike, it was surface-to-surface -surface missiles. For the first time since, uh, you know, uh, Bennett visited Putin, um, Israel sent F-16s to the Lebanese airspace and we, uh, and we sent uh, quite a few rockets from those F-16s and we destroyed apparently something big. Now, how do I know it's something big? You know that it's big when you hear that senior officers from the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps died and in their funeral in Iran, the top leaders of the Revolutionary Guards attended and, of course, uh, vowed to revenge, to revenge their death. Uh, look at this picture from the funeral. These are pictures uh, uh, from the funerals of these people. Uh, the top leadership of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard came to visit the families of these uh, uh, two officers. Now, what in the world two senior Iranian officers are doing in the suburbs of Damascus? Well, uh, I, we do have the answer for it. Apparently, Israel got the intelligence that there is an underground facility where the uh, Iranians are working on weapon precision uh, project, taking dumb missiles and attaching to them GPS, advanced GPS systems that will make them very, very precise. And uh, it, uh, it, these are pro-Iranian militias. They are not Iranians that are working on it. They do the hard work, but their supervisors are those two Iranian officers, and they were killed. And so um, this is a top thing. Now, make no mistake, throughout the last two weeks, ever since the war in Ukraine started, airplanes of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard continue to land in Damascus airport, unloading rockets and weapons and defense systems and UAVs and all of that. Israel is having its eyes all open. And I, 
you know, I can, we can talk about Ukraine forever, but the eyes of all the believers should be fixed on Damascus. As I always, always said, it's Damascus's destruction that will lead to Ezekiel war and to eventually, um, that which will bring false peace to the Middle East. And so I'm just saying Damascus is still being watched by the Israelis. A strike in, on, on the suburbs of Damascus was uh, there three days ago. Very important one. As you can see, it wasn't really an innocent place that was attacked. Now, it's very interesting for the first time. It's the Russian defense ministry that actually acknowledged that two F-16s were flying. Uh, and, and, and the Russians said the following thing. The Russians said the Israeli F-16s released eight rockets, of which seven were thwarted, were gunned down, and one hit a civilian building. Now, if only one Israeli rocket hit only a civilian building, how come two top Iranian officers in the Iranian Revolutionary Guard died? So you see that the Russians are lying, the Iranians are lying, the Syrians are lying, and Israel has to do what Israel has to do, and this is exactly it. Now, the topic of today's um, 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 update is, of course, the, the hook in the jaw, and we'll touch that in a, in a few minutes. But I want you to know, and I want you to remember that, and I want you to almost chant it. Um, it's all about interests. Uh, and um, and guess what happened in the last few days? And I'm uh, there are some winds of change in the Middle East, and those winds of change in the Middle East are winds of change of interests. Uh, when the interests of certain countries are to uh, you know to do something, then suddenly they can change their mind about Israel. Uh, we'll start with the fact that the Saudi Crown Prince said yesterday, uh, two days ago, excuse me. Israel is an, a potential ally. It's not an enemy. Ladies and gentlemen, Israel is a potential ally. I don't want to go beyond uh, what I am allowed to say, but Israel is not just a potential ally. Israel is already an ally of uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, and the Saudis know that. But he had to say that in order to appease the Palestinians. The second thing I want you to see is the fact that um, Israeli um the Israeli uh, chief of staff, Lieutenant General Aviv Kohavi, the top Israeli commander of the military, is visiting Bahrain right now. Look, this is the the head of Israel's army visiting an Arab Muslim country. And uh, sorry, and, and then on the far end, on the right, you can clearly see Israel um, foreign minister visiting the Jordanian king today. Uh, and if that's not enough... To top all of that, Israeli President Itzhak Herzog visited yesterday. Guess who? Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Take a look at this picture. Um, Erdogan doesn't look like he's too happy. Um, and Herzog doesn't look like he is too happy. But let me tell you something. It is Erdogan who invited Herzog. Why, you may ask. Wow, how come Erdogan, who called Israel Nazis, and who, 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 who said the most horrific anti-Semitic things I've ever heard. How come Erdogan changed his spots, his spots? Can a leopard change his spots? Okay. Well, let me tell you something. Erdogan's is in a big problem right now. His economy is in a huge problem and he's, 
may, he may not be able to win the next elections if he's not making things better and right. And he understands there's a rising power in the Middle East and it's not anyone else but Israel. And he wants to, in light of the Abraham Accord, Israel is now the country that everyone wants to be friends of. Erdogan also wants to be the go-to person when it comes to, uh, you know, ha- having Turkey mediating between countries and in situations. And therefore, I want you to know, in order to, in order to um, somehow improve his own image, his own economy, his own situation, he recalculated, recalibrated, and invited Israeli president and. Uh, and guess what? Uh, and he said, the Erdogan says, Israel ties are vital for regional stability. In meet, and that's what he says when, when he met with Jewish leaders. So now you understand, folks, um, there's something going on in the Middle East. And you're probably asking yourself, Amir, I thought you always said that Turkey will come against Israel. I sure did. And I sure am still saying that, but at the present moment, what serves the interest of the Turks is actually being on our side and not against us. They have enough problems on their plate. And you're probably asking me, so when will Turkey come against Israel? When the moment comes and Russia will change its mind about Israel, Turkey will join it. Remember, it is not... Turkey and Iran that initiate the attack on Israel, according to the scriptures, it is Rosh, it is Russia, and they will join. And so be patient here, because it is, it is going to happen. The Bible says it's going to happen. But at the moment, Russia is still ally of Israel. Turkey wants to be ally of Israel. Iran is Iran. Iran never wants to be. Ever since 1979, Iran is not interested in having anything to do with Israel, as you can clearly see. And so uh, this is it. Now, let me tell you another thing. The Iran deal uh, that America is eagerly working on right now. Listen to me now. It's very important that you understand it. Okay. America is about to strike a deal with Iran that is 10 times worse than the one before. Everyone knows that. Congress knows that because there's there's way a majority in Congress that is against it. Senator Cruz said that Senate will not approve it. But you know, the president has his own way of bypassing if he wants to sign the deal. But I want you to understand something, something that happened in the last few days, something very surprising, something quite fascinating that happened. It is probably one of the Good things that came out of the Ukraine war, if anything good can come out of it. Watch this. The biggest power that pushed for the Iran deal was Russia. Why? Because Russia wanted to enjoy the the billions of dollars that are now being given or being or, or going to flow into Iran. All the assets, all the billions that are frozen in different accounts all around the world will be uh, released and Iran will be able to revive its economy and Russia wanted a stake in these all of these billions. And guess what happened? 
Russia, who pushed for this deal for months, Russia, Russia is now against it. You probably ask yourself, what? And I'm saying, yes, listen to this. Russia now has more sanctions on it than Iran, than Venezuela, and than North Korea. The Russians right now are in a, in a way more dire situation right now than the other three countries I just mentioned. And the Russians are saying to themselves, why should Iran get all the billions and other countries will enjoy it when we were the ones who facilitated this whole thing to begin with? So Russia wants a written declaration from the United States that all the sanctions that are being imposed on Russia right now will not include its dealing with Iran. <laughs> now, basically, they're saying, hey, you can punish us for whatever, but when it comes to Iran, you have to allow us to do business with them. Well, of course, Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, uh, said, of course not. And this is when the Russians says, if that's the case, then we are not going to uh, support this. The Iranians were shocked. I, uh, the Iranians, <laughs> they had the Russians on their side for the whole time. And suddenly at the money time, the Russians bailed. The Iranian uh, Ali Bakari, the head of the delegation, flew back to Tehran, and then he's back now in Vienna, and uh, who knows, but there could be a situation where Russia will oppose it, yet America will run for it. Make no mistake, America is about to lift up sanctions from Iran and from from Venezuela in order to buy from Venezuela oil in order to boycott Russia. Think about it. I'm saying it again. America is about to lift up the sanctions from the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, from Iran, and from Venezuela. You, you heard me right. And the Russians are saying, wait a minute. How can you sanction us and you lift up sanctions from those other countries? Okay, what's the story? Either you sanction or you don't sanction. Why is now all of so the Russians are looking at it and they're saying it's 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 not about Ukraine. This is your chance to get back. This is your chance to attack and and try to completely destroy Russia. This is how the Russians are, feel right now. Make no mistake, they feel that they're with their back to the wall and that this is a personal vendetta of the U.S. president against the Russians. And and again, I'm, I'm not on the Russian side, not at all. I'm just telling you how it feels with the Russians right now. The Russians are, they haven't even started the tricks that they can, uh, they can do. Now, let me now explain another thing. Christians, whenever they hear the word New World Order, boom, they immediately lose it. They think, this is it, this is it. And so when a parliament member of Ukraine said, hey, um, we are going to fight because we want to belong to Europe, to all the democracies there, and to continue the new world order, everybody started saying, hey, this is it. You see, this war, this, this, this war is justified because Ukraine is all about new world order. 
folks, when they say New World Order, they don't necessarily understand what you understand. For them, it's a phrase of something better for them. Why do I know that? Because China just said the same thing. The Chinese foreign minister, take a look at what he just said. I don't know. Uh, we'll run a video and show you. Um, to revive the Cold War mindset or provoke ideology-based confrontation and stand for greater democracy in international relations as well as the purposes and principles of the UN Charter. The China-Russia relationship is grounded in a clear logic of history and driven by strong internal dynamics, and the friendship between Chinese and Russian peoples is rock-solid. There is a bright prospect for cooperation between the two sides. No matter how precarious and challenging the international situation may be, China and Russia will maintain strategic focus and steadily advance our comprehensive strategic partnership of coordination for a new era. Thank you. Okay, he said for a new era. That's what he said. The same foreign minister of, 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 of Iran, of uh, China, a year ago, March 2021, look what he said. I, I have a, I can show it to you. Uh, he said, China wants to lead a new world order. He said yesterday, new era. He said a year ago, new world order. And to add to this, let me show you another picture of, of another world leader of a huge country, of probably the most populated country in the world, and that is Narendra Modi. And he's the, uh, the leader, the prime minister of India. And he is part of this new triangle of what they think is the post-American era and a new era where there's some other powers that are going to take over. Now, so not everything, not all the time, when someone is using the term new world order, it's the globalist, okay? You have to be very careful. The globalists have their own agenda, yes. And they their new world order is different than when the Chinese said New World Order, when the Russians said New World Order, and when the Indians said New World Order. You understand? For them, the old order is when America is the main superpower. The new one for them is that it's no longer America. Now it's other rising powers such as China, India, and of course Russia wants to. And by the way, uh, believe it or not, but Russia opened a core humanitarian corridor from Kharkiv and from other, other university cities, especially to allow Indian students, upon the request of Prime Minister Modi, to allow the Indian students to run out. So God forbid Russia will hit Indian students and get in trouble with India. You understand they need to sell India weapons and all of that. So, so you understand, folks, that at this point, NATO, EU, and American sanctions are nice, but uh, China and India are still not convinced that Russia should be completely ousted. So for them, a new world order is different than from for you know other people. So I'm begging you. 
do not immediately jump when you hear New World Order and think, okay, it's the Antichrist, the globalists, all of that. No, everyone has his own interpretation of it. And in this case, what they mean is that we are looking for a new era where it's China leading with Russia and it's not going to be America anymore. Make sure you understand that, okay? Now, let's move to the situation in Ukraine right now. It's very important that uh, you understand. First of all, I want to show you something very interesting, an incident uh, that took place um, earlier, I think three days ago, an incident that took place um, in uh, the Black Sea. Uh, I want to show you this uh, uh, this boat. This boat is called uh, Vasily Bikov. Vasily Bikov. Now, this boat has just been commissioned two years ago, two and a half years ago. It's brand new. This boat was lured by the Ukrainians deep into the sea by small Ukrainian boats. And when it reached a certain point, Ukrainian dumb rockets, grad rockets, they're not sophisticated. They're very, they're very uh, low grade and not precise. Those grad rockets destroyed it. So all tech one, high tech uh, or low tech one, high tech zero, basically. This is one of the small victories of the Ukrainians in this terrible war. Now, let me tell you something. There's uh, quite a few people that forward to me junk and garbage as if there is no war in Ukraine. It's all illusion. It's all psychological thing. They want you to think there is a war, but there is no war. Folks, wake up. There is a war. Uh, Ukrainian cities becoming a heap of ruins. Civilians are being targeted they're being killed. Look at this, uh, the way things look like right now. Um, and, and, and it's terrible. Look at this shopping mall. This shopping mall costed over a hundred million dollars. It was just open a year and a half ago in Kharkiv. Look what it looks like right now. This is just one shopping mall. Uh, according to the British defense ministry, the Russians admit Take a look at this. This is a tweet from the British Defense Ministry. The Russian admits that they're using vacuum, uh, it's called thermo, thermobaric rockets, and that's creating incendiary uh, uh, and, and blast effects. These are killing so many people, and it's probably the closest thing to nuclear without being nuclear. And I'm talking about horrific things. Yesterday in Mariupol, Children's hospital where, where children come to the world. I mean, literally pregnant women. It was targeted by rockets, by shelling of rockets. Women were brought out of the rubble over there. And it's horrific. Just from that incident alone, maybe 50 people died at, at least. And uh, you can see the headlines on all the, 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 this is not a game. This is a real war. Okay, now, now hear me out. I know you're not going to like it. Some of you are probably going to uh, stop watching it right now. They're going to think that I'm collaborating with uh, some, uh, I don't know, some uh, new age people, but 
Listen to me right now, okay? I've been watching this for quite a long time. The Russians have the most advanced propaganda machine on planet Earth, way bigger than any country in the world, bigger than the, the Chinese and bigger than the Americans, bigger than any country. The Russians for many, many years are using bots online to sow disinformation and therefore to create some agenda that is not necessarily true. Now we're coming to the point where so many of you believe that America is having bio labs in Ukraine. All of you are convinced America has it. But guess who convinced you that America has it? It's the Russians. Now, the Russians started these fake news long ago, but recently, and by the way, in none, in none of the papers that the Russians submitted to NATO and America prior to the invasion, those biolabs were even mentioned. N nowhere. In other words, biolabs were never mentioned by the Russians on official papers. But they were always mentioned in those uh, disinformation bots that were sowing disinformation. Watch this. Watch this. When the Russians saw that it is fruitful, that tons of people believe that, and they start staying away from the Ukrainians because of that, and there's, they, there's, they start understanding the Russians, then Lavrov, the foreign minister, came and spoke and said, we found labs, we found this, we found that, convincing um, the whole world that uh, this is one of the reasons we are attacking, although they never mentioned that. Now watch this. America has to immediately put this announcement, take, it, take a look at this announcement. Now, the U.S. is in full compliance with the obligation. This is an American thing. I didn't put it. America put it. Obligation under the Biological Weapon Convention and does not develop or possess chemical and biological weapon anywhere. Now, you're probably going to say, Amir, but this is a lie because they developed it in Wuhan in China. And yes, in Wuhan in China, it was not a military or CIA opera. It was a U.S. Chinese uh, collaboration when it comes to research centers. Now, let me make it very clear. Maybe there are labs. I'm not saying they're not. But this is not why this war is going on, okay? Now, watch what's going on right now. Take a look. America is afraid that Vladimir Putin is going to use this right now. This is a new thing right now. There's labs all over, okay? And look at this. America is afraid that when he's going to reach Kiev, and he is going to reach Kiev within days because he's almost there. He's already in the suburbs. He's going to use biological or uh, chemical weapon after he, spreading this preposterous propaganda that the U.S. is building bioweapons in the Ukraine the White House warns Russia could use claims to justify terrifying escalation after barbaric hospital bombing. Now, make no mistake, look at me right now. I am not saying that there are no labs or there are labs. I am just saying that the Russians enjoy seeing that this becomes an issue 
and they will use it as always they always do they will use it to manipulate to sow disinformation and to somehow suddenly create this as one of the reasons for the war but remember it has never been on any paper of any demands of any russian uh, official stand before that it becomes now an issue when they see that it is getting some popularity among people you have to be very very careful because what's happening right now is this the whole world is watching literally a massacre of the ukrainians and the world is not doing much look at this artwork that the ukrainians released on their need for a no fly zone uh, about them take a look at this it says close the sky over ukraine close the sky over ukraine they're pleading they're asking they're begging and let me explain why they're begging on the ground russia is not making great progress for many different reasons various reasons they've got a problem with the chain of supply they've got problem with soldiers that they ne- they were never told they're going to war these are young soldiers that their moms were told that they're going to a military exercise in belarus the moms didn't know that they're sending their kids to war and suddenly they're on in a war uh, many of them abandoned their weapons their uh, uh, their uh, uh, you know uh, whatever tanks whatever also Vladimir Putin did not take in consideration the fact that even in the Russian speaking areas in Ukraine the Ukrainians do not help the Russians they're actually taking the the side of the you know Ukrainians they are Ukrainians and so on the ground Putin has a lot of problems and so it is obvious to everyone that the blitz from the air is coming because this is the only way for him to be able to then roll the tanks and complete the takeover now watch this ukraine is not a member of nato ukraine is not a member of the eu and so the eu as a european union or nato as the north atlantic alliance cannot fight for them they're afraid that if they will send their jets to the air to uh, enforce the no fly zone russia will start world war 3 because russia already announced any foreign entity that will engage in a war with us we will consider them as a hostile nation so nato says we're not sending troops we're not sending jets we're not sending anything america said to poland don't give them jets i mean the polish said we'll give them all of our we'll give the cuz the ukrainian pilots they don't know how to fly f16s or f15s they only know how to fly migs and sukhois they they only had russian planes so poland suggested why don't you take our russian planes and we will get from america american planes well america said no to it so basically Everybody is feeding Ukraine with ammunition, with humanitarian aid, but no one stops the bombing from the air. And the bombing from the air is what is destroying those cities. Now, 
Ukraine has almost lost all of its air force. So right now, the only thing left for the Ukrainians is little, small UAVs that they bought from Turkey. They do a good job, but it can never replace a real good air force. The Ukrainian president is begging, please fight for us in the skies of Ukraine because we have no more jets and we can't defend ourselves from the air. The world is watching them and the world is not helping them. And this is why we see things like what happening. Look at what the Daily Express says, the ultimate in depravity. Look at... uh, um, and look at more, you know, see more. Look, look. There's a family, family that left their house with with suitcases. I want you to see this uh, mother and and two children. They left with their houses, uh, um, with a suitcase, and a tank shell hit them, uh, right next to them, and they were killed on the spot. Take a look. There's, you can see the two teenagers and the mother, and one of the dogs died, and the other dog lost his leg. And look at them, beautiful family, did what they were told to do, to leave. And uh, there's another another video, I don't want to show you horrible pictures, but an elderly couple that was driving, fleeing, and a tank shell hit the car, literally hit the car. And there's a horrible footage there. I mean, I hardly slept at night after I saw it. No, so I, I need you to understand that there's a real war going on And this war is not going to stop because the only two options for this war to stop is this. Either Ukraine surrenders, and I don't think they're going to. Ukrainians are, or Russia surrenders, and I don't think it's going to happen. Russia cannot afford surrendering at this point. Otherwise, you know, why did we even start all of this? Ukraine cannot surrender because if Ukraine will surrender right now, why did they not surrender for, to begin with and spared all? I mean, major cities are almost gone in the Ukraine. So I'm not sure how it's going to end, but I, I know one thing. Either it's going to turn into a world war or Ukraine will be wiped out. I mean, these are terrible options, but um, I'm just telling you, this is it. Now, in the midst of all of this, the world is watching a, a leader, the leader of the Ukraine, someone who who started in a in a in a comedy uh, uh, on on you know uh, acting as if he's the president of the Ukraine, and he turned you know and he won the election in 2019 and vast majority and uh, and uh, the world is watching a new type of leader and uh, take a look at the uh, British Parliament for the first time in the history of the UK a foreign leader gave a speech in the main hall of the British Parliament. Of course, it was a video uh, speech, but nevertheless, never, ever happened before. That picture, yes, you can look at that picture right now and see for yourself. Uh, He was on the two screens and everybody were there. And look what he says. uh, He is talking about, uh, look at the other newspapers, how they quote him. how uh, and then again they get no jets i'm sorry to say and they're being left all now now why am i saying all of this look he says we'll fight in for in forests fields and on the shores that's what